0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast.
1: It's Yellow Home. Yellow Home.
0: With Anna Schofield.
1: And Big House.
0: Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers.
1: (laughs) So, welcome to the Music Great. It's a very special edition. We're going to do it in two parts. And I want you to see this as a storytelling exercise. If you're driving, just turn the volume up. Let's go. I'm going to tell you a story about an angry young man who was born in New York. Uh, yeah, just poverty, poverty, poverty. That's what we're starting with. Two Pack Shakur, and the, the pressure is on here because I bring it. I bring it to Pulse ninety five. Possibly because of you, Big Hass, Bless. but also I know that there's a lot of stuff that you know. So um, for the first time ever, and there's I'm actually stuff inviting I don't know you as well. in.
0: So yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what the great Ennis field like. You know, summed up Tupac in two segments. I just can't wait. And you too, put up the volume for this one. Sit back and just you know, relax on this one. Let's go.
1: So, Tupac Shakur, just to be just to be right out there, was embroiled in a huge feud between East Coast and West Coast rappers and was ultimately murdered, okay, in a drive-by shooting. That was 1996. um, And he left behind this influential musical legacy at the age of 25 years old. That is the synopsis. But the story that gets him there is the thing that um, everyone, everyone kind of knows happened. Maybe you know the details, maybe you don't I think that he's become an icon symbolizing the kind of noble struggle. Um, he sold over 75 million albums to date and he's considered one of the top selling artists of all time. But he's a very, well, he was a very sensitive, um, precociously talented and troubled soul and that was kind of recognized. This man was tortured from the off. Um, His mum brought him up, so she had two children, um, and they literally um, had no money. In fact, there were times when they were um, in shelters. So Harlem, New York, to place him, his mother, Afini, raising two children on her own, struggling for money, moved homes often um, and shelters were a regular thing. And then suddenly he managed to enroll himself at the Baltimore School of Arts. And he's close to saying this was the freest I ever felt. And that's when, um, you know, the, the boy that was a boy at the time that became a man was able to actually use music like all musicians do like all artists do actually absorb the the struggle Now, at this point his mother was heavily involved with um, a very political party called the Black Panther Party Um, and it was at this point that she changed his name to Tupac now she's the one that changed his name and that wasn't his original name so um, as a result of that, he then obviously is, is very much embroiled in everything that that had to offer. And there's lots of things that we won't go into. Um, Tupac in 1970 um, was charged with, um, no, he wasn't. His mother was, was charged with conspiring to set off a race war. Mm-hmm. Now, the really interesting thing about this is that um, she's charged with this. She goes to court um, and she was acquitted, but she rep- represented herself. She wasn't a lawyer, but she went into court and she went, this is why this is not me and this is what I didn't do. Mm. And she won. And they then said, clearly, all his talent for wanting to speak, because by the way, he started as a poet, Mm. actually came from him. Of course. Now, he got this manager, Steinberg, her (laughs) name was, and... uh, The thing was, the way they met was really weird. He was in a park. You know this story. He's in a park. He starts talking to a stranger. (laughs) And uh, they're chatting away and they're chatting away. um, And this stranger really liked him. Tupac decides at this point that this stranger should be his manager mm. he said no 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 and and this stranger had no idea about music Yeah. anyway the stranger actually got on side and managed to secure a gig for Tupac in 1919 he became a roadie and a dancer for a hip hop group called Digital Underground
0: that's crazy yeah mm. um,
1: now at this point he goes off he manages to release a solo artist mm. to Apocalypse Now um, but he complained at that point that he was very misunderstood and he said this is a quote from Tupac everything in life is not all beautiful there is lots of killing There's lots of addiction. Mm. To me, a perfect album talks about the hard stuff and the fun stuff and the caring stuff. But the thing that bothers me most is that a lot of the sensitive stuff I write just goes unnoticed. Mm. So no one heard that. Everyone wanted to know about the bad stuff. In uh, 1992, uh, Tupac was attacked by some jealous youngsters okay and it was in a park now this is where it all gets really dodgy and I think this is the decline because reading about it um, Tupac's there he's attacked jealousy was the motive you know they were recognizing him um, knew his music he had a pistol It's not really discussed whether he should have or should have not had that pistol, but he did. Mm. In the melee and the furor that went on, the pistol got dropped, but someone else picked it up and they did fire it. Unfortunately, this killed a six-year-old boy. Mm. Um, Obviously, devastated. Now, at this point, again, um, he wasn't charged with the murder of that little boy because he didn't fire the gun, even though it's registered to him. However, he was devastated, absolutely devastated. So Tupac took this very personally. The family of the little boy, they then uh, did actually take him to court. They tried to litigate. And again, nothing happened. But Death Row Records, so this is where if you were making a movie, you know, the evil music would start playing. Death Row Records sort of inserted themselves into the situation at this point. (laughs) They did. And they stopped the court case from going ahead. By compensating the family. So it's rumored to be like half a million dollars that they gave. Wow. Okay. He wasn't signed to death row at this point.
0: No, not at that point
1: so they're watching this young rapper this young angry guy with this mother who's you know mm. been in and out of court as well and FYI at this point they moved somewhere else um, she became an addict and it wasn't until they moved that they moved away from various places to try yeah. and get him out of out violence of and ended up just further in it and at this point his mother succumbed to being an addict but then he got into crime he got into violence mm. um, and he ended up on the streets oh. selling
0: yeah also just a very very general thing back then obviously at that point there was many rappers that faced that issue and yeah. be- because you know some areas especially in the US w- w- were filled with that and, mm. and, and hip-hop especially w- was actually the only kind of genre talking about yeah. these situations yeah. so if you're a person not a rapper battling through these things only rap voice these concerns yeah. and that's why hence rappers you know spoke the truth and spoke a fact It's a negative fact, but it's a
1: fact. But it's a big fact. Yeah, and and what was quite interesting, we've talked about it before because we've had disco. I've played disco in the music rates before. Disco was what was happening in music at the time. And it was hip-hop going, yeah, but it's not fun and disco and love. And this is what's happening on the streets. And this is what's happening to African-Americans. And we want to talk about that. And that's how hip-hop rose. Um, Now, before Tupac released his third album, lots more trouble. November 1994, he ended up being shot multiple times in the lobby of a Manhattan recording studio Mm. by two young black men. Tupac believed and and believed till the day he died that it was Biggie Smalls who was behind the shooting. No one's ever been charged. No one, uh, you know, they can't get near it. Nobody actually knows. Um, there was various things hinted. Um, you know, uh, the manager got involved. Um, there was a mogul, James Henchman Rosemond, um, who apparently says that someone actually paid someone else to rob Tupac and it ended up being a shooting. You know, it's not good. Uh, but in June 1996, Tupac released um, a track called Hit 'Em Up. And at this point... <laughs> Hit 'em up is a direct attack on Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Um, it addresses all the tension, it addresses all the blame and things like that.
0: What we call in hip hop is a, a diss track against uh, obviously Biggie and you know and and this is I think where This East and West thing started. And that's where it
1: started, yeah. And of course, P. Diddy is in (laughs) the middle of that. (laughs) Because he is heading up the other side with Biggie. Um, So Tupac maintained that, um, you know, he got into more trouble in 1995. Uh, it, It was all in a hotel room. There was a girl. I think we can all, you know, basically, you can imagine what went on. Now, it was alleged that he uh, you know had got involved with this girl he actually turned around and said I didn't do anything to her but the one thing I didn't do was stop my friends and for that um, that's on me mm. and he admitted it and he talked about it in interviews um, and he did go to jail for that for being part of it while he's in prison on charges and it was for the incident with this girl he was visited by now you need to tell me how to pronounce this mm. is it night? Shug. Shug Yeah. and I knew that I didn't I wasn't pronouncing yeah. it right This is the notorious label boss of Death Row Records. Yeah. um, Who just. One of the most
0: hated men in hip hop, I think. Wow. Yeah, there's something weird about that. You could do a story
1: on him alone. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, as I'm building the story, I was feeling this wave of like bad energy from this guy. Like, oh. And this guy rocks up to the jail. Uh, with $1.3 million bail for Tupac and saying, I'm going to release you from this. But the condition is you sign with me to death row. And of course, Tupac Julie signed. He was released from the facility in New York, October 1995. And then history really began because then what they did with Tupac was they completely embraced the outlaw lifestyle. Uh, Tupac became a figurehead for everything that I think you don't like about hip hop Mm. it was all um, violence uh, guns look it's it's very
0: tricky the the only reason why I kind of like Tupac and I respect him is because he was one of the few that actually lived that life and my my problem is with people that talk about it but never live it that's my problem so you can talk about violence you can talk about addiction but you can talk about these things that's that's life but live it don't just act it people but it, now it, it doesn't mean
1: you can't talk about it if you if you weren't born into it but mm. I think when you get someone like tupac who was born into that kind of poverty who was on the streets selling while his mother was an addict you have all, all these kind of um yeah. pointers like when he si- when he sings about it he's talking about home life yeah it's <laughs> and real. yeah it's it was a very real thing and at this point you know he's barely 20. so let's play one of his songs it's mm. one of his it's biggest okay it's his biggest song because mm. so I had to research that too do you know Calvin? Love. If oh you don't know, God. you should. Let's have a listen.
0: Oh, my God. You'll find Hannes a bit of Cole Dr. Phil Dre in, in there. Anna's going for president.
1: Roger Troutman in there, too. Uh, it was released as Tupac's comeback single after his release from prison in 1995. Let's hear it and we'll come back.
0: Everybody to the wild, wild west A state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness The track hits your eardrum like a To your chest Like a vest for you d- in the city of S- We in that sunshine state where the bomb Be the state where you never find A dance floor empty M- be On a mission for them Leave me money making machines serving fiends I've been in the game for 10 years Making rap tunes Ever since Honeys was wearing Sassoon Now it's 95 Watch me diamond shining, looking like I'm Rob Liberace. It's all good from Diego to the bay. Your city is the bomb if your city making pain. Throw up a finger if you No good, even Hollywood trying to get a beach baby. Sacramento, Sacramento, where you at? Yeah. Throw it up, y'all,
1: throw it up, throw it up. I can't see ya. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.